Hello, ladies. Alvin here. How are you guys doing today? Good, good, good. So today I have a special guest on with me today, and her name is Sasha. And I'm just going to get Sasha to introduce herself. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me today. I am thrilled to be here. I am Sasha of Scattered Sasha, and I say my titles, which I totally created myself. Uh, one is a motivational humorist because I want to make you laugh while you're finding that self-confidence. And I also am a Facebook business strategist. Perfect. Thanks so much for joining us today, Sasha. It took you some time out of a busy schedule and we really, really appreciate it. Oh, I'm thankful to be here. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So to get us all kicked off, I have a few questions so that the audience can, you know, quench their curiosity about what exactly does that mean so what do you what is this that you you actually do Sasha well it's a it's a winding road of a story so I'll try to be brief <laughs> you know my, when somebody asked about my story and I said my story is slapped together by tequila and caffeine and chaos and slapped together with pixie dust and <laughs> Like so many of us, I have a whole lot going on. I mean, we all do um, from caring for family and working and just the stuff that we have to do. So I am able to work from home, which is something that was a requirement. I care for my elderly father. I have a 10 year old. My husband travels. So to answer your question, what I actually do is I'm a motivational humorist. Well, what in the world does that mean? <laughs> I created the title. So I get to say I really love empowering women to discover the self-confidence they lost somewhere along the way. And laughter, I believe, is what makes your soul sing. And it just does so much for you. So I wanted to combine those two things. So anytime I'm talking to someone or I'm, I'm a speaker at some event, my stories are going to be funny, but they're also going to be lessons in there that show you that you can do what it is you want to do. You can break out of that mold. You can take that next step and you can find the joy that you thought you've lost. So that's the one piece of it. The other piece that I talked about, the Facebook business strategist, um, I have a very loyal, engaged following on my Scattered Sasha page. And because of that, other business owners continually ask for my advice and help. So I turned that into a business this year, actually, late last year. It's been a little more than a year. And I now offer courses in that, one-on-one um, -on -one sessions and helping others figure out uh, their Facebook page and how to make a business with it. Awesome. That's so beautiful. Thank you. So why, why did you you know, get into that? Well, I can tell you, I, I'm a storyteller. So my <laughs> stories are long and rambling most of the time. So I'm older. <laughs> I'm not old by any means, but I'm older. And I've done a lot of things. I worked for corporate America. I've, I've done just a whole variety of things in offices. But one thing I wanted to do for 25 years was be a motivational speaker. And I knew that a specific period of my life, it was time for me to go to try and do that. 
So I did that and I was successful at that. However, a couple of things happened that made me have to switch gears. I have a 10 year old. She is our granddaughter and we've raised her since she was six months old. At the time, she was not yet in school. She was three, four, five years old. And my mom would go with me. She would um, keep my daughter or, or whatever. But two things happened, like I said. One was my mom got sick and couldn't care for her anymore. And my now 10-year-old started public school. They're very particular about attendance. They were very serious about that. I got the letter like three years in a row. I'm like, okay, okay, I got it. So I had to stop doing what I absolutely loved. And we live in a very small town, so I had to travel to go to events to speak at. There weren't a lot of opportunities here. So I was unable to travel. And I had to stay home, take care of my mom, and put the child in school. <clears throat> so I um, said I still want to do something. I, and this is almost six years ago, so Facebook wasn't what it is now. It changes every day, so of course it wasn't what it is now. But I started a Facebook page, and it was just for fun. It was just to, you know, still post some funny things and, and just kind of do what I wanted to do. And I realized about 10 or 12 months in that I should probably like make some money because I needed to pay for my telephone bill and, you know, buy food. So I said, I'm going to sell some things. That's what I'm going to do. I had no clue what I was doing. I'm going to sell some things. And I bought some cups that I had had one of my funny sayings put on. And I said, yeah, this will work. So I went to um, a vendor event, you know, a festival, a fair or whatever. I took all my cups. I was loaded down. I had a tent. I had a table. I had some chairs. I had some signs. And we pulled up to this event. I took a friend with me. And it was raining. And the event was outside. But it's like, ah, it's okay. It's, I've got a tent. It's good. Unfortunately, when it rains, people don't typically go to festivals that are outside. And I sold zero that day. Zero. Not a zero. Nothing. And I said, hmm. I have Christmas gifts and birthday gifts from my family for the rest of my life because they're all getting a cup. Okay. I'm just going to tell you. Anyway, I came home and the next day was Sunday. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? And just on a whim, I posted a picture of one of the cups and said, send me a private message. If you want to buy one again, I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> well, they sold out in like a day and a half. And oh, I was wow. like, I sold like 10 in the first like 15 minutes. And I said, hmm, this is interesting. So then I had to go get boxes and I had to figure out shipping and I had to figure out postage, all of which I did really poorly and didn't make money on those first because I didn't know what I was doing. But they sold like crazy. And for the next six months, they sold like crazy. And so I said, huh, I think I think I'm onto something here. Uh, I think this is a really good plan. However, Facebook changed the algorithm. They changed the way they do things. And over the, uh, the next four, three or four years, um, my inventory changed. The way I did business changed. I learned a lot. I learned so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I discovered I had an e-commerce store. I had no idea that I said I had a shop. And people were like, where's your shop? I'm like, well, I don't really have a shop. I have a shelf. But uh, <laughs> I discovered I had an e-commerce store. It's a new word. I didn't know it existed. But it really sustained me and allowed me to um, continue living and working at home and doing those things um, and still getting an income. So that is how that kind of got started. Now, 
to fast forward, I have almost closed the e-commerce shop. See, I can say it right now, the e-commerce shop. <laughs> and I only have um, one or two products in there right now. One is something that I will always keep, and that's the Unbreakable Token, which we can get into that story later. But it is something that is near and dear to my heart and near and dear to a lot of people's hearts out there. And there's special meaning behind it. So I will keep that and a few other things. I've moved, moved to digital products, um, which I like much better. It's much easier. It's much more um, controllable for me as well. Awesome. That's such a beautiful story. Wow. <laughs> so what do you enjoy most about what you do? So you've gotten rid of the physical products now. You're into digital. <laughs> what do you enjoy most about what you do? You know, every day, um, the other thing I do, and I, I don't, really say this because it sounds really strange. <laughs> I I have a Facebook page and they're like, well, congratulations. So do I, but, but my Facebook page is also, it's a part of me and it's a part of my business and the community that I've built there, the tribe of women, there are some men on there too, but it's mostly women. The tribe of women that are there know that my Facebook page is a place they can come to, to laugh, to be inspired, to be motivated, to nod their head in agreement at something I or someone else has said and know that they need to be there every single day to remind themselves that they are worthy. They are enough. They are good and they can tackle their journey however they want to, one step, one mile, one footstep at a time. And and to me, that camaraderie, that connection, that community that I've built there and that they have continued to build there is what I enjoy more than anything. The messages I get, the emails I get saying how my page and the group I've created have made a difference in someone's life are what keeps me going every single day. It's not the the sales of a digital product. It's not the speaking on stage. It's not um, selling a course. I mean, those things are great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, absolutely. I have to have those to, you know, it's my income, but the, the page that I've built and the actions I've seen on it and the connections I've seen on it and the changes I've seen on it are what drive me forward every day. Wow. That is so awesome. So, you said you always wanted to be a motivational speaker. Obviously, it would, it would incorporate America. You seem to have a sort of an ambition or drive. Was there some sort of a person who was a role model when you were younger? Like, like if that was the case, who was your role model as a child? Where did you get all this drive and ambition from? You know, I've, I've been asked that question many times, and, and I don't have a good answer, to be totally honest with you. I would love to say some magical story about sitting at the foot of my grandmother who <laughs> propelled me forward. Unfortunately, I don't have that story, so I can't tell you that. You know, I was raised by older parents and they were very strict. And I, so I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming them or saying that piece of that. My point is um, it typically it's your a parental person <laughs> and it's not that I think what drives me, what, what told me that this is what I wanted to do was, when I was much younger, I was in my twenties, I had gone to a conference mm-hmm. and you know, when you're 20 and you're going to a conference, it's really different than when you're older and going to a conference. I was like, I'm going to have to sleep through that first session because hey, there, there was a dance place downstairs. So it's possible. I missed the first session. So I'm at this conference 
<laughs> and it's the last session. And there's probably, I don't know, 3,000 people in the room. It could be 300. It was a lot of people. I was perhaps slightly over my zealous point. And it's been 25 years ago. So there was a lot of people in the room. But there was this woman on stage. I was, I'm trying to think. I was probably in my 20s. So there's this woman on stage. And she's saying these words, words I've never heard before, never experienced. And I'm looking around and all these, it was all women, all these women in this audience were just pumped up and practically jumping up and down and, and just literally hanging on her every word. And I thought to myself at that point, this is what I want. It wasn't the adulation she was getting. I wanted to empower women to have whatever they were feeling at that moment to feel that good about themselves. So I I need to figure out how I can find out who was a speaker 25 (laughs) years ago at a conference. I don't even remember the name of, uh, because really watching someone else do that, I discovered that that was a real thing. Mm. And I'm a little slow learner, obviously it only took me 25 years to do it, (laughs) but I really feel strongly that I had to live through those, it was actually more like 20 years, but who's counting when it's only five years. I had to live through those years and experience my life in order to be able to go out and do the same thing. Wow. That is, that is, I mean, to me, that's an inspiration because sometimes, you know, like you get that, that moment when you're blown away and say, ah, that's it. No matter how long it takes you to get to that point. Right. The point is that you got it. That is just, you know, there's mm-hmm. so many women in this world who have, I mean, not only women, men as well, but specifically women who have this big dream to be whatever the X or Y is, and mm-hmm. they haven't done it. Um, mm-hmm. But the point is that you've done it. Um, it might not have been for the rest of your life, but you still, to me, in my opinion, you're still doing it through your Facebook mm-hmm. page. Oh, yes. And as a speaker, that's, you know, that's the, I know that's the direction I want to go. I want to have a bigger stage. Although, my Facebook page is a giant stage. I really like the personal connection that in live in-person events offer you. Yeah, that's true. So what's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, you know, I, I just want to tell you, I have gotten advice my whole life. Some solicited, some not solicited, uh, <laughs> some appreciated, some not appreciated. And really, without giving you the one piece of advice, I will say this about that. I take every piece of advice I get with a grain of salt. And what in the world does that mean? I like to weigh the things that people say. And I look around and think, is this someone that I value their life, their morals, their ethics, their works, whatever, their words? And is this piece of advice coming to me for my best interest? And, and I have to throw that in the mix before I even think about their, what their words were. Mm. And if they are those things to me, if they're a personal friend, if they're someone I admire and I, I look up to and they have been a mentor or they're a friend, then I'm going to weigh that piece of advice a little differently. Yeah. The person that feels compelled <laughs> to offer advice that I don't know, I'm going to weigh differently as well. It doesn't mean it's any less valuable, uh, but if they don't know my heart, then, you know, I'm not going to necessarily give as much validity to their words Um, on my Facebook page, because it is such a public place. 
people feel compelled, apparently, <laughs> not only drawn, <laughs> compelled to offer me all kinds of advice, both negative and positive. Oh, and it's that, you know, that's been the biggest shock to me that I could never imagine <laughs> writing someone who has a Facebook page and just saying all the negative things that I've been told. So I have to take those pieces of advice and say, huh, this is called bless and release and ban and delete. Um, <laughs> Thanks so much for letting me know, but I'm not going to do whatever you suggested. <laughs> so when you ask what my best piece of advice is, I'm going to flip that switch and change it around and, and offer you mine, if I may. Mm-hmm. I would say know your heart and stick to your heart, but remember that others know your heart as well and have your best interest at mind sometimes too. That's so good. That's brilliant. I love it. So, apart from what you've done so far, is there anything that has also, apart from the you know public speaking and all of that, is there anything else that has really impacted your life to date? Oh, so many things. You know, when you get to be a certain age, I'm 54, and I'm proud of that. Certainly don't um, deny my age. I'll tell you a sidebar because I'm a storyteller. My mama, um, she died when she was 88, and she two and a half years ago, and she would never say her age. It wasn't that she was ashamed or embarrassed. That was just she grew up in the time where you never ask a lady her age. Mm. And it's so funny to me because I am proud to be 54. I've made it this far. I've gone through a lot of stuff. And so I, and I don't mind my wrinkles, my silver hair. I'm all good with all of that. So it's just kind of an odd thing to me. That really had no bearing whatsoever on your question, but I thought I'd throw that out there. Anyway, Something that's impacted me greatly. Uh, My son disappeared and he is missing, which you just don't even know how to respond to that. Mm. People say, what do you mean? Yep, walked out like the movie or like the TV show without a trace. People just disappeared. And so there's no way that something like that can happen and it not impact you. Mm. It's, you know, but for me, for me, I had to continue on with my life. I had a life to live and I could spend every waking moment looking in every green car I saw to see if his face was in there. I simply can't do that. I have to continue with my life. He made choices that impacted my life, but I have to deal with that. And move forward. The other thing that impacted my life is we're raising our 10 year old granddaughter as our own. And, you know, I wasn't ready for that either. (laughs) That wasn't part of the plan. And people will say, oh, I bet she keeps you young. No, 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 that's not it at all. I'm pretty much exhausted all the time. But it has been, um, of course, a blessing. Uh, And I, I will say this. With with a footnote, when I say a curse, and I don't, I, I want to, I want to clarify that it changed the dynamic of our world. Of course, in a perfect world, she would have a mommy and a daddy and a, you know, a, a point five brother and two dogs and a cat and a picket fence. <laughs> but that, I mean, that would be her perfect world. And so when I say a curse, I mean I hate that. She is on the receiving end of a very dysfunctional family, and I'm trying to do everything I can, my husband and I, that we can to make it as normal as possible. And I'll tell you that in this day and age, 
it is much more normal than it was even 10 years ago. Um, so there's that. But it is sad to me that she won't have that typical, I hate to use those words, but you know what I mean, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> whatever, um, family. And she's got these old people. <laughs> we try to be really cool, okay? But the facts <laughs> remain. We are older. I mean, I am her grandparent, and I'm her friend's grandparent's age. And, you know, she knows that. She's like, oh, my Sasha. <laughs> Billy's mother's much younger. Yes, I know. <laughs> Billy's mother could be my child. I know. <laughs> so those things impact you. Anytime you lose a loved one, and my mother passed away, impacted me. But you expect that. You expect in your life that you're going to lose your parents. I mean, it's the, the cycle of life. Mm. You never expect to lose a child and you never expect your child or someone in your world to just be missing. I mean, how do you, he's, he's missing. What do you mean he's missing? It's mm, gone. You know, <laughs> I missing. I don't, that's pretty much what I mean. <laughs> missing. <laughs> yeah. So those things definitely impact you. Um, and the way the community of my Facebook page has reacted to the things I've done have impacted me and have changed the way I have done business and I have conducted myself even, which sounds really strange, but um, those things happen. Cool. That's, that's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And, and for women who are listening to the podcast, um, you know, you might be going through something similar or something worse. And I just hope you find the strength to see, you know, Sasha did it herself. And in spite of everything else, you know, life goes on. Um, which brings me to the, to, the, to the next point. So you said you did a, you know, a corporate job and then you decided one day to leave that all behind and pursue your, your, you know, your dream of becoming a motivational speaker. So for women listening there, they're probably wondering, oh, I want to do, I want to do something like what Sasha did. When is the best time to take that leap? How did you know? You know, that's such that's a hard question because mm-hmm. it is very specific to each person. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a partner at home who um, helped me make that possible in that he had a full-time job. And I think having – how do you know when to take the leap? I absolutely was miserable at that quote-unquote nine-to-five. I don't know where that came from because nobody works nine-to-five. But um, – <laughs> seven to six. And I was, I was just not happy there. I actually took a part-time job when I left there to kind of bridge the gap. I also did some sales of some other products, but I knew that I, I had to step out of that merry-go-round in order to pursue other things. So I, I can't answer when you know to take the leap. I can tell you that you will feel something inside you. The fear is real. The fear is there and the fear is going to keep you from taking that leap. And the fear compounds when other people tell you that you can't. And if I were to tell you how and when to do it, I would say the very first thing to do is to create some way to keep the negative voices out of your head, to create the positive that's all around you and for 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 the time that you create that positive, it's going to kind of bounce back the negative stuff. Now, all that is to say, 
you also need a plan. I mean, I, I wouldn't just take a step out and not have any plan at all. Although I also talk about stepping out on faith. It, it's a good idea <laughs> that faith needs something to stand on sometimes. I'm telling you. Mm. So it's, you know, it's a good idea to have a plan. And my plan was I took a part-time job and I was also doing some marketing and some selling so that I could bridge that gap while I tried to figure out the next step. I'm a planner by nature. Uh, and I'm all for just jumping and leaping and seeing what happens, but I want to kind of know what's going to happen <laughs> before I take the step sometimes. Um, so I plan, you know, Write it down, say it out loud. And I'm a big, big, big believer in saying things out loud I, it, because, you know, it's all inside. But when you say it out loud, you hear it again. Your brain hears it. The brain's a very powerful thing. And it starts to believe it. Say it, say it, make it an affirmation. I'm going to I'm going to start my dream job in six months, in six years, in two, whatever. And here's my plan. Write it down. Say can I do this? Is this possible? How much money do I need? Or how much time do I need? Or how much support do I need? Or whatever it is that's that's stopping you, whatever you whatever you need, write it down and then say, okay, I can do that by doing this and fill in the blanks. Have a plan, have it on paper. It doesn't have to be a fancy business plan. It doesn't have to be what a, a index cards. I mean, whatever. But <laughs> I mean, I don't, crayons, it doesn't matter, but write it down and know so that you won't be blindsided. I, that's probably one of my, the biggest things is, okay, I know what has to be done X, Y, and Z. But if you have, if you have it written down, you can go back and say, yep, I'm not surprised by this one. Here's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Very, very good. I know you said you can't specify, but you actually give a lot of, of advice there for, for our listeners. So thanks for that. Okay, so now it's time for a bit of fun questions, maybe three or four okay. fun fun questions. Um, okay. What's the worst piece of advice you've ever got? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, daily almost on my page, uh, people feel compelled again to give me bad advice. I should just um, stop going live on my videos. Um, you know, you should never get up and speak. There, Don't ever... I mean, there's so much I've been around for a long time. There's so, so many, um, you know, don't do this or don't do that or don't step out and try this um, over and over and over again. You hear that and it doesn't matter what they're saying not to do. It's terrible advice. Again, you have to, what's the validity? What's the weight of the person telling you this? Um, and then, I, you know, why? tell me why it's bad. Sell me on this why. You know, I'm big on that, too. So anytime someone tells me not to do something, I'm like, yeah, turn around and watch me, babe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't touch the paint. It's wet. I'm like, no, I believe you. Let me just, let me see. <laughs> I'm going to touch it just, just, it's like I would never think to touch the wall if it wasn't wet paint sign on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so who would you trade places for uh, for one day? I'm sorry, say that again. Who would you trade places with for one day? Oh, wow. Um, hmm, you know, I'm pretty happy with who I am. So that would be a tough one for me. I, pro- I would trade places with 
um, you'll laugh at this. I'm a big NCIS, which is a TV show with Mark Carmen in it. I would trade places for a day with one of the actors there so that I could, I could um, like be in that TV show. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably some much deeper, deeper source there. I should have said like someone who can enact world peace or Oprah or, you know, the president or whoever. I'm sure I sort of could have said those really deep, meaningful things, but no, I want to be in a TV show that's, <laughs> you know, drives fast cars and talks fast. <laughs> Very good. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, iced caramel macchiatos. Wow. Oh, I mean, addicted may be the better word. <laughs> okay. I like them a lot. Interesting. I've never heard of them, but I'll have to buy that one it's, down. Uh, well, it's iced coffee and it's caramel. I have no idea what macchiato is. It's just some tricky word they spell wrong and want you to say wrong. But, um, it's just iced coffee with caramel in it. And it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, good. I, I drink several every day, which is probably not good for me. <laughs> Something you wish you were better at. I'm not the most patient person in the world. (laughs) I uh, have forced myself to pause and shut up when others are talking. And and I'll tell you, I saw this in my 10-year-old. She is the same exact way. And I'd say, okay, we need to stop and listen. And I'm like, well, I know why she's like that. (laughs) I would know why she's like that. Uh, So I try... I need to be more patient. I have, and I'm working hard on that. And I think I'm much better at it. I let people finish sentences now. Um, I don't answer for them. (laughs) I'm a very, very type A fast paced person. And so I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I've got it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So yeah, I'm trying hard to to be there. Hey, hey, can we go backwards one? Uh, Which one? The one with the guilty pleasure? The guilty pleasure. Yeah. Because I, here's a funny story. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I know your listeners. You said you didn't know what iced caramel macchiato is. I am in the, in the South, I, South of the United States. I should specify since it's worldwide. I am in uh, North Carolina and very much in the South. I'm very much Southern, but I am currently addicted to, you're going to laugh. And that's why I want to share this with you. I am currently addicted to, as is my 10 year old, something called, Hillbilly fries. Now I have to tell you about this. Can I tell you about this? Please do. <laughs> Even people that are in the South as well go, what in the world are hillbilly fries? Well, every Thursday, my 10 year old and I go to this local little barbecue restaurant and they have something called hillbilly fries. I've not found them anywhere else. And that's, there's probably a reason. So it is the first layer is, crinkle cut French fries. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next layer is chopped barbecue pork. Okay. The next okay. layer is shredded cheddar cheese. That's been melted. Okay. The next layer is ranch dressing. Okay. <laughs> they put jalapenos on there, but we don't like jalapenos. So we leave those off. It is, we just, I can't hardly wait until Thursdays when we get to. you <laughs> <laughs> no, Fries are my guilty pleasure now, and I knew if I said that that no one that was listening could have a clue as to what on earth a hillbilly fry is. Like what? So that is that is our current obsession. Not even have to do for me. You're gonna have to send me a picture of them by email. It's not because the listeners are gonna say, "Well, what does that look like?" 
I will. And I've taken pictures because I've talked about them on my page and people are like, what is it? Let me show you. Oh my gosh, they're great. Yeah. Well, oh my goodness. That's brilliant. Okay. <laughs> the last funny question is, well, it's not, not that funny, but I don't, I don't know if there's any such thing on your list, but is there something that's, that's left on your bucket list? Oh, so many things, so many things. <laughs> um, <laughs> my bucket list is long. I do want to finish several books that are in my head. I have um, this, how I'll call it a journal, but that's not all it is. It's a storytelling journal, empowerment, find your journey kind of book. That's wow. that's part of the problem. I can't <laughs> define it. And it's in my head. I've even written an outline and I know that it's it needs to come out because I believe it would be powerful to have for people to have and be able to, to write down their journey and where they want to go. And that's absolutely one thing I want to do next year. Things on my bucket list. Um, I've traveled a lot. I'm very, very fortunate. And my husband is a world traveler. And so he goes places on businesses. Hey, we need to go here. I'm like, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) We have to now because of fifth grade and sixth grade travel during school holidays. But Mm -hmm. so my point was I am comfortable being here at home on my bucket list. You know, I, I want to raise a productive member of society. And (laughs) I say that because that's our kind of like code word when I'm talking to, um, my daughter, I say, okay, this is PMOS training, which is productive member of society, PMOS. <laughs> and so I'll say, okay, I need you to go measure this. What? PMOS training. Get in there and do that. So I want to raise a productive member of society. I want to have someone who raise her to be kind and, and have this child be someone who is understanding of others, someone who is empathetic and sympathetic, yet strong and powerful. A warrior princess, basically, is what I want to raise. Um, And, you know, that's a a challenge and a job. And it's important to me that I give the world this person that is a combination of those two things. Mm. Sounds like another book coming along there, How to Raise a a Warrior (laughs) Princess in in Five Easy Steps. Yeah, yeah, or 5,000, either one. (laughs) Brilliant. So as we come into the end, what final piece of advice would you like to give our listeners? There's several. I know you find that shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Write it down. You won't remember. You you just won't. I I mean, I don't remember when I go to bed and say, oh, remember that in the morning. Write it down. Get a piece of, uh, get a notebook there, you know, write it down. And then when you look back in five years, it will bring back memories that you won't have remembered and they are wonderful. The next piece is when you're writing all the things down, find a place that only you know exists and keep that there. Keep pieces of that journey there because it's not all for the public to know and you need to know your heart better than anybody else. So write your heart down and write down your goals and your dreams, even if they're crazy, even if they're big and you say, there is no way I'm ever going to be able to do this (laughs) because what happens is maybe not exactly as you saw it at that moment, maybe it changes and maybe it twists and turns into something that is obtainable And you can go back and say, you know, I could do this and it would still align with that. And it works just as well. So write down your heart, know your heart. Um, Think big. Don't 
discount something just because it sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it sound if it would have sounded crazy to me to say I was going to be a Facebook business strategist mm-hmm. or motivational humors because those didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So true. That is such a valid point. Okay, pens and papers, ladies. Keep a, a nice, quiet place where you can write this and write your heart as Sasha's advice. So, Sasha, you talk so much about this Facebook page, and I'm sure all the ladies are probably getting ready. Where can we find you? <laughs> well, my everything is called Scattered Sasha. Um, my Facebook page is Scattered Sasha. My website is Scattered Sasha. I pretend to have an Instagram account called Scattered Sasha, but there's like, you know, once every month I'll post a picture of my dog. Um, <laughs> so there's not a lot there, but you can still go and see a few things. Um, but Scattered Sasha is where you can find me in any form. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. So ladies, scatteredsasha.com or maybe facebook.com forward slash scatteredsasha. But just look on the Scattered Sasha in Facebook and you'll be able to find her page. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's very easy for you to like and uh, join in the conversation. And Sounds ladies, like- no bad advice. Only uplifting thoughts on that Facebook page, please. <laughs> oh, yes. That, don't worry if there are. It's... I. Bless and release, ban and delete. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously, you can vent and ask for advice and all those other things there, but no negativity towards anybody. <laughs> nope. Nope. Brilliant. Oh, well, that was really nice. Um, thanks ever so much for joining us today, Sasha. And thank you, listeners. I hope you, you were know, inspired today, you were motivated, you've gotten the energy to go on. So enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. And bye for now. 